Do, do quick right, I can. I can. We can put chatbot spider, on quick a books. spider. Spider. <laughs> Dude, we can definitely put chatbot on the spider. Welcome to the Dorkcast, episode sixty-four, Dorkfit. In this episode, we invite in Denise Devine from Steel Toe Consulting, and we talk about fitness. No, not fitness whole pizza in my mouth, but the different activities we enjoy to stay active, and how it's not just about physical health, but how it keeps us mentally and emotionally well. It did seem fitting with May being Mental Health Awareness Month. As mentioned in the episode, feel free to contact us if you need a little support in your own fitness journey. Enjoy. And we're live. Yeah, we're finally back again. The Construction Dork Cast here for episode 64, Dork Fit. We welcome in uh, Denise Devine. from. She's now with Steel Toe, so she's our special guest this um, week, um, hopefully we'll get back to something normal here. We can say this week. So, uh, Jonathan Marsh, why don't you kick us off and introduce what, what you're drinking and uh, you know what's got what you got going on lately? Right on, right on. So I, I thought it would be really, really um, bad if I didn't do a workout for the sake of doing the podcast. So I just came back from my workout, like like literally. 15, 20 minutes ago. Um, but I didn't think that was an excuse not to have a have a, a drink either. So I'm doing Japanese whiskey and I'm doing a Hakushu 12. And this is actually left over from Suhu who sent me this. Kevin Suhu got me interested in Japanese whiskey. This is clearly my, this is my number one pick for Japanese whiskey across the board. It's like a really mild scotch. Uh, it's tough to get. Um, I can't find it anywhere in Pennsylvania, but um kevin was nice enough to to set me up with a bottle uh what are we drinking today travis um well i am sticking with the theme of this episode of uh dork fit i'm trying to stay fit uh, it also does help that um i <laughs> so have to go I. coach go coach softball after this so they t- they do tend to frown upon you showing up uh you know a couple of whiskeys deep when you're doing that kind of stuff so i've just got good old-fashioned small town well water uh, nice and cool and crisp. What about you, Trent? I'm rolling with the water as well. So and we will we'll maybe the, get into it too. In yeah, the I think that we should. But, uh, I'm uh I'm on a little bit of a journey as well, kind of relating to the dork fit thing. So, um, yeah, and I'll uh I'll I'll save that for a little bit into the episode. But it, it's water for me at least for. Um, 31 more days. So that's the, days. I think that that's the, that's the count where we're at at the moment. So I was going to say, but uh, who's counting, right? Yeah, right. No, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally I'm counting. No, uh, but, uh, what about you, Denise? I'm sticking with the fit theme too, I guess. I've got a Celsius little energy drink, mango, mm-hmm. mango flavor. Uh, I love mango. I have a two hour drive. Otherwise I'd be on, on Jonathan's train there. <laughs> Two hours, two hours. That's a that's that's a pretty pretty hefty drive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so as we said, the the title of this episode is Dork Fit, and to give everybody a little background on that, we were following up our you know unfortunately last month's podcast with Christina on on burnout, and this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, if anybody hasn't heard it before, one of the things that I, I've often hear quoted quite a bit is um, exercise is the least prescribed yet most effective antidote to things like depression and anxiety. Um, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think most people would, would agree that if you exercise, you just, you feel great. Um, and it helps those, those things out. So in that theme, um, we were going to kind of share some stories, um, share a little bit all of our backgrounds, um, what we're, what we're going on that, um, we have created a little group here called dork fit. Um, that's how uh, I got introduced to Denise, um, and she's um, probably our biggest champion, cheerleader, supporter on there, cheering everybody on with with what we do. So, um, wanna, Denise, why don't you take a moment here to introduce yourself a little bit more? Um, and yeah, um, I think you've got uh, some some fun fitness journey behind you as well. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so my name is Denise Devine. Uh, as mentioned, I'm uh, one of the newer partners. Um, with Steel Toe, but uh, I'm also the operations strategist. Um, so my background is uh, primarily in consulting, and um, I've done a lot of training programs. I started that back in 2013, cross industries. So I've worked with um, 
like automotive, big data, real estate, tech, finance. Um, in 2021, I joined the construction industry as the operations and business development lead in an electrical contractor located in SoCal. And then um, after that, my journey led me to Jonathan's team. So that's where I currently stand. Um, as far as my fitness journey goes, um, the reason I'm on the Dork Fits is because um, I am trying to get back into bodybuilding. So I started bodybuilding in 2017, and um, I had people, it's was, it was pretty interesting. I wasn't like proactively pursuing it, but I kept getting uh, really master level trainers just wanting to work with me. And so it was like an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Um, and so that really kicked off probably my, my fit journey, the, the strongest, um, prior to that, I was like a vegan yoga master. So <laughs> it's quite the transition. Um, but yeah, these days I'm just trying to, trying to keep moving and get some of my strength back and enjoy those benefits of that core strength. And like you said, mental health and all, all of that. Travis, yeah. um, I knew I was going to be curious when like we, we we first have Denise coming on board. We don't know anything about her background and we're talking mm-hmm. and and I mentioned that I didn't get enough protein that day and she t- keyed it off on the protein. And, and and I was like, oh, well, why are you, are you a health person? And, and and then like it wasn't too long before she's like, yeah, I used to bodybuild, you know, it's yeah, like right. she just so, casually. It's one that. of those tells, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone does it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've definitely built a body. Uh, if, uh, maybe not not in the same sense. Currently working on uh, trying to unbuild the body I've built. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's part of what we're talking about a little bit. Like, um, you know, the construction industry. I guess you know where I came from in it too was. I came from the field, which was obviously a little more of an active um, lifestyle, uh, actually working with tools at first. And then as you work into personnel management and then eventually into the office setting and then, you know, through project management and then into tech, the the technology realm, um, that activity level basically went, went from seven, eight to zero, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like overnight. So, um, in it, uh, I, I didn't accept the transition uh, in, in a way that I really should have, I think, because you're kind of used to that, um, you know, that movement, just just the subtle movement when you're in the field working. I mean, I think you take for granted how much that really adds up in the course of the day. And then when you just cold turkey, you know, shut that off to take on a, an office lifestyle. Um, yeah, I, I didn't augment that lifestyle with uh, exercise the way I should have, you know, and it's kind of shame on me because I knew better, you know, tra- uh, Travis and I um, have military, you know, come from the military. And so all of the um, the knowledge in the building blocks to, to stay fit are in my head. Like I, I know exactly what I have to do, but it was kind of shame on me to not recognize, you know, those things and, and kind of let them go to the wayside and boy, oh boy, how quick it can hit you. Um, you know, we're coming into the office and I mean, within four, five, six years, you look at like the train, I mean, it, and you don't really realize um, how bad it gets. I think it's just the subtle changes, you know, you don't notice day to day, right? Right. right. Like when when your body's changing just a little bit every day, you wake up and you see yourself every day and then we, we tend to notice big changes, but we don't notice the subtle ones. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, I was just, I was going to say, uh, you know, those, you know, because I have, I've had a, a pretty long fitness journey myself and a lot of people ask for advice and they're like, you know, I'm not seeing any, any changes in, in what, what I've heard said a lot is, um, other people are going to notice it first. And it's usually within the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's the same the other way, you know, those, you don't notice the gradual changes because you see yourself every day. You're probably not going to notice any physical changes when you start to um, work to get in shape. You're, you're probably not going to notice them for months, but other people around you are going to notice them much quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the big one was looking, you know, photo, 
looking at photos, like all, I mean, and I think there is important and part of, part of the journey I'm on is taking a progress photo every day. It's part of the thing, you know, so you, because I think it's, it gives you the ability to look back in that time capsule too, to see those macro changes mm -hmm. because every day is not noticeable. But if I look at a photo, um, you know, 40 days ago to today, I'm like, okay, all right. Now I know why we're doing this. Right. But you're not going to see it, you know, every single day, but over a month, two months. And, and those mental wins are huge. I mean, I think that's what we're, we're all result driven, just like in work. Right. I mean, we're result driven individuals. I mean, we want to see, we want to see the fruit of our labor, whether it's in work or workout or, or anything. So, yeah. I have um, to comment. It it definitely shows your military background is you use your knife hands. <laughs> <laughs> Some habits just can't they just die, don't, They just don't die. Just, <laughs> some things are beat into you so uh, so heavily. No matter no matter how bad you want them to go away, they yeah. won't. So, so uh, yeah, from here I'll, I'll share a little bit about um, again, kind of my background and journey, and then I think it ties a little bit into to what kind of got Jonathan kicked off again. So, like like Trent said, you know. Um, I, I live in a small town, multi-sport athlete all the way through high school. Um, just kind of a farm boy, just always been naturally active and then, um, spent my time in the military. Now, when I did the military, I was, I was national guard. Um, so I had, it was a little bit of a benefit. I was doing desk job stuff, but I, I had the physical requirement. So, um, working out just became naturally part of that. And I think what we would most of us gym bros would classify as we were all bodybuilders, like, you know, sets of 10, sets of 12, high rep, that kind of stuff. Um, then, um, same as Trent was mentioned about just being, being sedentary a lot. You know, I was just trying to, just trying to keep moving and moving and moving. Um, and then national guard became very active national guard. Um, some, some pesky wars and things started to, to crop Something up. Happened. Something yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, and about six, eight months into a tour in Iraq, I was starting to come off of, um, I was a military police officer. So we did a lot of patrol work, a lot of, a lot of sitting in a, in a vehicle, um, a lot of not eating great meals and whatever. And I, I actually dropped about 40 pounds over there. Um, and in that time frame, just the the jarring and the gear and everything like that kind of took a toll on my body. And I and I would come off of these these patrols and and whatever, and I kind of couldn't just couldn't feel my legs. Well, end up getting medically discharged through because um, of disc problems, back problems, um, pressing on my nerves and my back. Um, and and did through did you know through the military they they did a, a great job of taking care of me. I had about a year, a little bit more than a year at different, uh, uh, medical facilities, um, as they do their process to get me all the way through to be fully medically discharged and, and through the, through all the, the physical therapy, anything like that, I kind of got back to, you know, a, a baseline level where I was functional, um, probably wasn't fit for duty other than de like desk work. And I wasn't really interested in sticking around the military for that. So when they, when they discharged me, and I started getting into the VA program, I kind of just said, what, what are my limitations? And uh, one of the doctors just says, you know, if it hurts, stop doing it. And pretty much the next day I signed up for a gym because I hadn't been, I hadn't been working out for a while. Um, and it just so happened the the local gym that I signed up for kind of had, um, um, you know, a, a elite level power lifter running it. And next thing I know, I am powerlifting and probably maybe even less than a year into that, I'm doing my first powerlifting competition and, and then I was hooked. Um, so that's kind of been, oh shoot, it's been over 10 years since that's even happened. So <clears throat> that's kind of been the focus. Um, it's not, it's not always the best from a purely health standpoint, as I'm sure Denise probably knows from her bodybuilding days as well. Um, um, they say, as they say, ass or yeah, ass moves mass. So some of it was just trying to get as big as I could within the the weight class as I could. So I would be kind of bloated at times and, and whatnot. But um, it was very focused on on just getting as strong as I could. But um, to the the comments before, like it really helped my mental health. I had 
focus goals. Um, I had targets that I set um, for like a period of time I was going to go compete. Um, it took a lot of discipline. Like, you know, it's kind of like wrestling. Um, I would compete in the 181 weight class, but I would typically walk around in the low 190s. So I would have some weight to cut. Not a lot, but um, it was, it was, it still sucked. Um, and then um, that's kind of how I got known. I, I gave myself the the moniker on on different social media as the powerlifting nerd because um, I got super into powerlifting, um, got super into the health and fitness, um, you know, consumed a lot of podcasts and whatever. And one of them just happened to be from a, from some general ones that have a, a, a company called Juggernaut. Um, and then through my transition into the construction and meeting John, um, I kind of texted John, uh, maybe a link to an app or something that, that kind of got him kicked off. John? And, and I'd love to talk about that. So I, I looked it up on our Slack cause I wanted to know when, um, so I, I was going, it was, it was April 19th, 2021. And he shot me a little, a little Slack that says, I think you'll like this workout app. And and if you know me, I'm like, I'm obsessive, but but it's not long-term obsessions. And they're all technology-driven. Um, what I thought was really interesting is if you look at both Denise and Travis's story, the reason that they got into it, and so you know, both of them are both basically coaches. Denise coaches people, Travis coaches everyone around him, really. Um, but they're bas basically coaches, and it inspired them to, to, to sort of it was coaches that in inspired them to get into this. For me, it really was the juggernaut technology. I never, I never had confidence that what I was doing in the gym was going to give me results. Okay. So I would try and then I'd stop. So I try two weeks, three weeks, get hurt, stop. Try two weeks, three weeks, get hurt, stop. He sends me this juggernaut app. First, it's like $40 a month. So I kind of was like, okay, well, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this, but your medical bills will be way more than 40 bucks because you've been in VDC for at the time, I guess 2001, that makes me 46. So I was 46 when I started weightlifting. And before that, all I had is bits and starts. I'm like Travis, I live in the country, so I'm a farm boy. So I had to split lumber and all that. And that gives you some level of help. But I also live in a place where it gets snowy um, for six to eight months a year. Um, so you can't go outside. You can't do those things. And I've seen videos of myself at 40 through 45 and I kind of wish I could go back to the internet and delete all those because first I look 10 years older than I look today. Um, and I'm really unhealthy. I even look like I'm losing more hair in those for some odd reason. You know, I got eczema, but Travis got me on the juggernaut and, um, and my wife's been weightlifting for years. She really is into it. So I had all the equipment. I had to buy some extra weights. Um, not until I was doing juggernaut for a while and juggernaut was super punishing it's like an hour and a half workout three to four days a week depending on what your your cadence is um but i had never really done that um and and i started to see changes after six weeks um i never changed my weight uh i am still i think i think i finally changed my weight i think i'm finally down to like 213 and I think I started at 223, but I late, remained at 223 and just changed clothes sizes. So it, it was really interesting. I think the reason I was so psyched for us to talk about it was first because the reason I could do it is I had a digital coach that wasn't available mm -hmm. before now that literally looked at what I was doing, looked at the reps I had in reserve, the reps I thought I could do, and it made changes to my fitness regimen as I was going. And so I could, I could feel the changes. I could see the progressions. I could trust because I have a lot of trust in technology um, that it was going to get me where I wanted to be. And it really did change my life. And, and I, and I'll tell you, I think it actually saved me the a year after starting, I fell down a cliff and I landed on my back. I, I, I like bounced off the cliff, land on, on my back. And I, I call up everybody and I'm like, I'm going to be out of it for a while. And I thought I was going to be out of it all summer because this has happened before. I was out of it for about a month, about 30, 35 days. I remember and that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was back to weightlifting. And I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. in the world? God. I was like, what is this strange magic? Like you said, the best medicine that no one prescribes. Um, okay. And it, it got me thinking, especially coming off of Christina, we have a bunch of people sitting in VDC and, and the guys in the field get all of this feedback that says, we need to be safe. We need to be safe. We need to be healthy. 
But we don't say that to the people sitting in front of a computer 12 mm-hmm. hours a day, high stress job, all of them gaining weight. Like Trent said, I mean, we've had people come in from the field and blow up 20 pounds in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. 20 would have been a blessing for me. <laughs> it, it was a lot. It's a lot, people. Like, seriously, I mean, uh, it, it was more like 40 to 50 for me. It, it it was it was insane. I mean, yeah. And, and I, I, let it, I let it go way too long. And it, right. the stress of it, I think the stress of it, like John brought up, this industry is really quick, really fast moving. Um, there are wins, uh, but probably not enough of them. And the wins aren't celebrated. It's uh, um, they're expected, you know, mm-hmm. and it's and it, that is the way it is. But it's important to understand that. And it just. If you don't, if you don't find a balance and you don't find a way, um, you know, to, to keep your tools sharp yourself, I mean, it will, it will do things. And I, I got to a point that was really bad. And I'll tell you, like now I'm, uh, I'm the best I've felt in years. It, it's great. Um, finally, finally kind of feel like I'm, I'm back to myself. I'm performing higher, like even, uh, professionally, even, you know, just, doing more, getting more done, feeling better, sleeping better. Um, and it's been really good. I can, I'll, I'll be quick. Cause I want Denise to, to speak too, but I'm the, what I'm doing. Uh, if you check it out, it's 75 hard.com is what I, uh, so I'm on day 46, 75 days. Um, and it, it's not really like a workout program. Um, it's, it's a mental toughness, like a mental, it, it's almost kind of like a rewire. It's, it's a, like a habit generator. I mean, it, it's trying to reprogram myself with, with better habits. So, and when I say that, it's not the habit I was in for the past four years of, you know, working my ass off, coming home, uh, eating and drinking and going, you know, like, like trying to break that habit. Right. Which is, um, which I, I know I'm not alone in that, in, in this industry. I know I'm not the only one that, that falls into that. And, uh, so for this, it was like, it's a 75 day commitment to, and part of the commitment is no, no alcohol for that amount of time. And that's part of just the, um, you know, being able to train yourself that that isn't something that you have, like it, it, it isn't something that you have to have or, or have to do. So kind of reinforcing those habits, um, you know, it, it requires two 45 minute workout sessions a day. One of them has to be outdoors. So I've been working, working out outside every day. Um, drinking a gallon of water a day, reading 10 pages of nonfiction every day. That's part of it. Um, and then taking a um, a photo every day as well. So uh, like a progress photo. So it has, you know, for me, just kind of a, like a shirtless photo, something that shows, you know, some kind of uh, body change as it's going. So today's day 46. So what, 30, about 30 more days or so. Um, and uh, yeah down a little over 20 pounds in 46 days. And that's with pretty heavy weightlifting three days a week too. So, um, so not all that's hidden too with, with muscle generation. So it's been, it's been really good. Um, that's awesome. I have to, I have to give a lot of credit to the program. You guys, it it is one heck of a commitment though, but if anyone wants to check it out, it's 75 hard.com. It's, uh, and if, if you miss any, there is no, uh, the other thing I should say is there is no compromise in the program. So if you miss any of those things at any day, any time, you have to start over at day one. So it's not, oh, a, wow. uh, yeah. there's no, there's no like, oh, I'm out here today. So I'm going to, I'm going to get this beer because somebody took you, it, it teaches you to stay consistent and driven. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, um, doesn't mean I'm done drinking. I will, you know, that's not the point of it. The point of it is to learn that, that you don't have to, that, you know, reinforcing the good habits. So, um, I, I, you had told me you were doing that and I checked it out and I was like, there is no way I could do that. <laughs> I don't know that I but you could get away with it right? for a week. Yeah. I, I think I could, but man, I, I, I just admire your, your, your stick to itness and even getting to where you are today. And, and I actually yeah. am completely confident that you're going to get to the end, which is something I don't say about a lot of people is there, <laughs> there's, there's little doubt in my mind that you will make it to the end. I do think I'm going to have to send you new clothing. Um, but you know, that, that is, 
I, I had a quick question for Denise, though, and it kind of piggybacks on some of the things that we were saying. You know, Denise, you said you started out as more of a holistic health person doing the yoga, doing the running, and then you run into this weightlifting coach and he starts starts working with you or she starts working with you. What what were some of the changes that you really saw and what are some of the changes you experienced moving from sort of that health without weightlifting to help with weightlifting? Because I think all three of us are maybe the other way around. Like I would say that my holistic health lags way behind my weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And uh, Travis made the uh, more ass moves more mass. <laughs> um, but but how does it feel, you know, moving from holistic to moving from to, to that type of an exercise regimen? And, and what effect do you think it really had? Yeah, it was, it was actually, um, it's pretty gnarly of a variant. So uh, you know, back in, I think it was around 2011 ish or whatever, when I was, um, I was, I was moving, I was exercising. So you could say like my cardio was good. Um, I felt light mentally and physically, if that makes sense. So like, I didn't have a lot of back pain and that sort of thing. Um, so I'd say those were benefits. Um, however, I didn't realize that there were physical implications of that style that, lifestyle, that fitness style, until I started bodybuilding and realizing those benefits. Um, so some of the changes when I started bodybuilding was, um, first off, I went from practically raw vegan, which I had energy when I was raw vegan. I had energy. I was able to think like I wasn't fine. Like it wasn't bad, but I, I, you know, I was eating steaks and eggs and all the protein that I can Yum. get, like, <laughs> you Yum. know, and then all the, all the macros to go with it. Um, and then I was, of course, doing a whole bodybuilding regime. But um, what I noticed most was things like doing the laundry or, you know, I had a, a dog and so I'd have like those 40 pound dog bags carrying groceries, carrying dog bags, like they would kill my back and they were so difficult for me to do until I started bodybuilding. And then I realized that, you know, kind of like, I think it was Trent was talking about earlier, like just the basic life things that I needed to do started becoming easier because I had core strength that was way better than before. And I had, um, overall just more like resilience kind of building. And I started feeling stronger and more confident because you go through, you know, you have, you have to learn to overcome your mental and physical boundaries and it hurts so bad <laughs> when, you're, <laughs> when you're in the moment, you know, but when you push past that and, you can cry or whatever, but like if you push past that and you keep going, eventually your your body starts building resilience to it, and it, it's it's a it's a biochemical thing, um, and you feel that I well, I felt that in my life, you know, I felt that out when I started, um, just like in work, like even just mentally trying to process things at work, I just felt like my brain was stronger and, and more efficient, and my thoughts were better and. Um, so for me, it was really an overall thing. It was really holistic, um, benefit to, to start engaging in the bodybuilding because not only did I have like the physical aesthetics, which were, were nice, you know, um, but the practical things like being able to do my house chores became easier. And then of course I was more efficient in my, my emotional management because I had that mm -hmm. extra res like stress resilience building up. I could just feel it in everything I did. So See, I was, it was holistic for sure. Do you and Travis, and this is a question for, 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 maybe we'll start with you, Travis. You guys are both natural coaches anyways, all right? You just kind of, you, you cadence that way. You start doing it automatically. Do you guys ever like look at somebody and say, wow, I really wish I could talk to you about weightlifting because I think that right now oh, your physical yeah. health is, is, is probably something we should address <laughs> because yeah. you're not. Travis, where were you? All this time. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, I guess that is a good topic, though. Like, do you be a friend? Do you, I mean, somebody should have told me. I think, now, and, and it, Denise. It's on me, but yeah. yeah. Denise can elaborate, too. Um, I think that, I think that to, to answer your question, yes. Like, like um, one of the things I am involved in locally is is the, the volunteer fire department. When I got super hardcore in, I would try to schedule nights where we would sit down and, and talk this stuff and, and you know not very many people would show up um there are people at work that you know in in but i think that gym culture if you've done a lot of public gyms i think it's it's 
it's kind of beaten out of you because nobody nobody likes unsolicited advice um and mm-hmm. and you know there's a, there's plenty of gym memes and videos out there like yeah. and i think that just kind of translates then into to real life too um if you ask me about it in public you're not going to get me to shut up so um that's that's the other side like you know if i it, you know i can be in the break room at, at work and you know so and so is you know talking about yeah i just started intermittent fasting okay well that's going to lead me into an hour we're we're off and running um so those are those opportunities there um but i just think um it's and it's kind of twofold and I, i'm hoping denise will back me up when when she gives her answer too it's like I don't want to continually give advice to people that aren't going to listen to it. Um, I think that um, one of the things a lot of us don't do, and, and this goes right into mental health, is we don't valuable value our own time and energy. Um, so I think that, I mean, yes, early on, a lot of people would start asking, and then I would see them just do something completely, op- completely opposite against once I advise. So I think that kind of taught me to 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 not quite be so open with my advice if, if people aren't going to, going to adhere to it. Uh, Denise, have you experienced the same? Um, that, yeah, it's super difficult, right? Um, I, I learned to hone it to, you know, to your point, Travis, because, you know, unsolicited advice can be like one of the most offensive things. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, hey, you're a fat so, yeah, tub of did. shit. Maybe you should pick something up every once in a while. Yeah, but I respond to that. Like, I would've, that would have helped me. Some people, I mean, yeah, some people do. Tough love. Yeah. Um, but you have to be really careful with that because, you know, it's boundaries and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely, I had such a hard time with it for a while that I just started putting information out there that was regarding like fitness, fitness practices, healthy fitness practices. Um so that anyone can hear it. That way I could tell somebody <laughs> because, you know, you get to a point when you're so excited about it, you just start like overflowing with it. And then I just allowed people, if they liked it and they were interested in it, they could, you know, ping me about it. So I tried to reverse the roles on it, but um, it was uh, the other aspect to that would be like, I'd be working with clients, the original intent being operations efficiency or optimizing, um, you know, whatever within their company and employee optimization, that sort of stuff. But that frequently morphed into some sort of self-optimization because if you're feeling terrible, you know, then you can't do your best and you can't right. think your best. Yeah. And so, so that ended up, you know, we incorporate some sort of fitness kind of nutritional revamp or program. And that's when we got the best results. What better investment in your business, right? Then, I mean, that's like, so of course, John, Denise, and I—we're the three of us are partners, right? So, um, and and we can all speak to this, but like the whole dork fit thing. For I mean, what better investment in our company than you know the improvements of the three? I mean, if I if mm-hmm. if the three of us become sharper physically and mentally, how will that not make us a better performing? company i mean there's there's just mm-hmm. well there's and no if, way around it and if you're promoting it and and your employees are into it they're not only taking care of themselves they've got friends and family and community that they're involved in if they're better at mm-hmm. that they're going to have higher life satisfaction denise pounds balance all the time you got they're yeah. going to have a better work-life balance they're going to be happy they're going to be better employees are you going to get 75 hours out of the week from them like you used to no but you're going to get much more out of the 60 that they're willing to give if if you kind of you free them up and to to take care of themselves better quality hey, john we have a we have a program grammar alec that what benches like 350 pounds or I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah like yeah complete complete not your typical programmer <laughs> yeah. uh yeah he's uh but heck i mean uh, i'm inspired it's uh it's, yeah I'm I'm scared, man. He's a beast. <laughs> but um, and we have another. He 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 brings us this other guy. He's like, hey, I wouldn't mind hiring this other guy. I said, well, how do you know him? He's like, oh, I know him from school. I've been programming for years. Oh, and and I'm I'm his trainer in the in the gym. And and for me, as you know, I I gotta say, for me as somebody who's going to be the boss, I'm like, oh hell yes, yeah. hell yes. Like like all of that's good. Like all of that's going to help. I didn't realize it though. Um, I went out to um. 
Portland, Oregon. I'm walking through uh, uh, Dinah's, Dinah Electric's fab shop. And they show me this other room that they're building and it's their weight room. And it is the weight room. <laughs> like I have a little area in my house. They have like the best weight room. So like wow. some people are getting it on McKinstry, right? Yeah, McKinstry um, has do you remember? You're seeing it. You're seeing it more and more. And I mean, yeah. investing, I, I think it's, you're investing in your people. You're inv I mean, there is a certain level of company. I mean, I'm not saying like every small business is going to put a state of the art gym. I mean, it has to make sense financially, right? But right. for sure. What, and you, but, I mean, you have to put some limits on it too. I mean, they're, they're, you know, we haven't talked too much about some of the adverse effects of, you know, people's people in, in, especially in powerlifting and in, in bodybuilding that do end up with some body dysmorphia. And then all of a sudden they're in that gym three, four hours a day. Like, there have to be some guardrails put on that kind of stuff too. There, there has to be some uh, responsible monitoring there of that. I feel like the word culture kind of mm -hmm. touches base on both ends of that, right? Like what sort of culture are you implementing in your company? If in, I think if you do it right, you can really get, you know, a healthy based supportive system so that people are motivated. But and, I mean, and then maybe you have resources too, like psychology for your employees. Right, right. But yeah, and, I think the support I, system is huge. I, I have to say, I, I think one of the things that I worry most about, and I'd love to hear what you guys think, all three of you, is I worry about bringing it up because I spend a lot of my life as that guy in the chair who's out of shape, who I actually got to say a lot of my health problems disappeared too with weightlifting, even eczema, which had been around for more than a decade. Pretty crazy. Kind of yeah, crazy. yeah. But I'm afraid to do it because I, I'm afraid to say, hey, would you like to take part in this at your own level? Because it's so hard to say at your own level. Like, it, it, would yeah. you like to just, you know, we're, we're, we have this little dork fit thing or we have in our company something that we're encouraging. And we know that that you're starting out at a lower level than all of these other people. Like, and it can be intimidating. Like Trent or mm -hmm. Travis, you're intimidating. Trent, the level of discipline that it takes to do hard 75, somewhat intimidating. Um, so- like, what do you guys think is is an effective way um, th that maybe you've experienced or seen to get to some of those people that you know would really benefit from, like, the mental aspect, from the physical aspect, to get them started? Because I'd like to understand that better. I, I, I think I struggle with, with that because I'm always like, hey, I don't want to be the person that says you're unhealthy. I don't want to be the person mm -hmm. that but, – but we know we are. Like, I guarantee you when I was doing VDC and not working out – I was, I, I would worry about had I kept doing that till now at this point, like, Oh, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. talking, it's embarrassing to even admit, but like tying your shoes being a struggle bad. I mean, like mm -hmm. guys, it, it got bad. Like, I mean, it's just to the level of, yeah. you know, I think that, I think the, the way it is difficult, like, um, you know, I, I hate to say it and it sounds crude, but in the, in the right group of people, fat shaming works like that. That's one way to work, but you have to have the right relationship for that. And in another situation, right. it's like Denise was saying, you just got to keep putting it out there and hope the right people catch on. Um, I think that one of the things that, you know, I, I, I do hear that a lot is like, well, I, you know, I can't do what so-and-so does. Well, you got to just do what you do. And I think that, yeah, it, that's it not goes, your competition, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, you're, I, you're focusing I, on the wrong thing here. That yeah. was one of the things that I always appeal to me about about the the sport of powerlifting is is yes there are competitions but I'm really just trying to do better than I did last time, you know if mm -hmm. it, if I happen to have two or three other guys in my weight class that then it makes it a little bit more fun to we kind of push each other but um, everybody starts somewhere you know it, and it's you know whether you know I, I'm not a huge fan of of long distance running but if that's your thing that that gets you going well then you're you're, you're competing yourself for time and miles then um, what wherever you're at is where you're at tomorrow. You just have to try to be a little bit better than that. Yeah. And I think the that, same way we measure the same way we measure client, the businesses, you know, mm -hmm. work we do, you know, what's yeah. that measured mile? What's the, what's the KPI? It's all the same stuff we're talking. I mean, everybody yeah. has a baseline, you know, figured yeah. out and, and continuous improvement. The same thing right. we preach <laughs> on the tech side, construction <laughs> side, that that's all we're really after. So it's not, it's not about waking up tomorrow and lifting more than Travis right now, yeah. you know, two years from now, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, who, who knows where it takes you, but the goal is 
lifting more tomorrow than you did today or doing it. Yeah. It's continuous improvement. Yeah. I think those are, those are all great points. And going back to our, our DorkFit crew, just for the record, y'all were intimidating to me when I joined in. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't listed, lifted in quite a while. I'm going to pop in here with my tens and 15 pound weights <laughs> looking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> but it didn't matter short after I started sharing my stuff and, you know, nobody was weight shaming me for <laughs> my low presses, you know? Um, and it, it just became super motivating and my 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 fitness routine just like really kicked up just because of that like I will not skip a day because I want to post in there something mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, you know and it it depends on it depends on the culture it depends but it, the goal right like what is your goal and I think that's a personal thing talking about how do you inspire other people to join and how you ask other people I think it's again that's a really dynamic difficult yeah. question because it totally depends on the people and the personality mm -hmm. But most importantly, I think it's like, do they really want to do it? Do they, can they have an emotional attachment to doing this thing? Like whether it's finding a goal, be it, you know, aesthetics or how they feel, or maybe they don't know, or they just want to be part of the culture. Like you have to be able to tie into those things. Well, I would agree. And I think that that goal that I, that what I found works really well, um, because if you just say, I have a goal to get in shape, well, that's, that's kind of ambiguous. Like, um, so then, so then what I do is I, I encourage people, okay, um, you're interested in, in running. There's a 5k six months for now. You're interested in weightlifting. Um, maybe it's Olympic, maybe it's powerlifting, maybe it's bodybuilding, whatever. There's a competition eight months from now. It doesn't mean you're going to go win, but if you set right. that as a goal, now you have, now you have a, 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 a marker out there that you can work towards. Because like I said, just just going to get in shape. A lot of people, I've seen so many people walk around the gym picking up a dumbbell and they'll like curl it. And then they walk over to the the leg sled and they'll do a couple of pushes there. And then they'll kind of wander around to the the cable machine and then they leave. And it's I've like, been that person. <laughs> it's like, you didn't really, I mean, you're, you're better than a certain percentage of the, of the population because at least you're doing something, but you're not really yeah. working towards anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell you what, it, it gets the, hard. One of the best things personally for me when I was doing the weightlifting was actually Todd Libby walked up to me the one day and we were talking and, um, and he's like, well, John, you're a weightlifter now. And, <laughs> and when he said that, I was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I've, I've been weightlifting for like 12 months. I guess I am a weightlifter now. Like, I still feel mm -hmm. like I'm, I still get to say that I'm having beginner's gains, even at 48, <laughs> I'm having beginner's gains, <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it, I think that, that idea, I think. I think there was an idea for me, and I don't know if it, it was the same for you, that from outside the community that this is not a community that's as welcoming as it is. Um, like you said, Travis, I've only met people like you. Alec, who is the the guy that we're talking about, who can bench press anything. Like he's he's the king of the bench mm -hmm. at his right. at his thing. I've never seen him completely, but I asked his friends, and he's like, This boy is insanely huge. Um, he was like, whatever you can do. And, and when we were on DorkFit, everybody's posting what they're lifting. I was nervous about posting what I'm lifting, you know, and I was trying to think of excuses, but everybody that I meet that's into this, the health and the happiness that they're having because they're not totally tired from lifting a basket or, or doing whatever their chores are. I think that comes through in their encouragement of others. And I would say to anybody out there, that's like, you're sitting, you're doing the VDC every day. Listen, there's going to be somebody I missed him. His name was Zach. He worked at Spader. I could have asked him and he would have been like, I will help you train. Those people that are training, they they dig it. They know what it's going to going to give you in terms of, of mental health, in terms of that physical high. I think they'll really help you. By the way, I want to give one more shout out to Spader that I didn't realize when I worked there. They started this yoga in the morning thing and I had laughed. They're like, we have soft tissue injuries. All right. We got a problem with soft tissue injuries. We're going to do yoga in the morning. And their mechanic, funniest hippie guy you've ever met, wife does yoga. He decides to lead yoga. You cannot go to yoga without cracking up laughing because it's everybody in the entire fab shop standing out there trying to stand on one leg while they're pulling another <laughs> leg up, while pulling their arm over their back. Dude, everybody <laughs> cracked up and it became awesome. one of my favorite parts of the day. So Spader for soft tissue injuries, like we're going to do yoga. And all of a sudden you have everybody laughing 
working together. You have mm-hmm. everybody that's a little bit better at waking up in the morning, a little bit better at sitting down during their day. And I was, I, I, I give them huge props for that. I didn't realize it when I was there, but I realize it now that 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 little change was dramatic for all of the people there. Um, I have one more question for all of y'all, because like, and, and I and I'll and, and I'm gonna let you guys answer. So you're all nerds. We're all. What's the best tech that you've experienced in weightlifting? I mean, I'm I'm giving it to Juggernaut because it's the reason that I got going, and I'm gonna go back to it um, probably as soon as the summer hits because it is the most intensive thing that I've ever done. Um, and then my second one is the guy from DPR, Gray, introduced me to the Whoop, which which is like the most over the top obsessive tech you can have to monitor your body. It might actually not be a good thing. Um, but what is, what's some of the tech that, that you guys like with some of the nerd level stuff on, on the, the weightlifting side that you guys find cool. Trent, maybe start with you, man. Well, I might have to, I might have to second you on the whoop. Um, just, uh, if, if you want to, if you're someone like me who works in, um, like in productivity dashboards and stuff like the analytics behind the whoop is, uh, it kind of like brings a lot of the stuff I nerd out, um, to that game. I mean, it's like just the amount of data that, that it's pulling and like some of it is just completely in like, so it, it just reminds me of what we're doing, like in the, uh, in the actual data space, because it's like, it, it's just telling you things where you're like, well, do I need to know this? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, like, but you're tracking all these different trends and then you can look at like the, uh, like the sleep stuff, John, like every day you'll, yeah. so you can actually set like a customized journal. So when you wake up, you're actually telling it like all these little mm-hmm. minuscule things that you may have done the day before. Like, I don't even, I, I mean, just weird, quite, it could be anything. I, I mean, I don't, and then it's, you're, you're kind of like filling out this custom and then like months later, it's going to like go back and be like, you know, you actually slept better on the days that you uh, didn't sleep in your own bed and you ran a humidifier or you did like, I don't like all this weird, you know, but like, it'll catch those, <laughs> it'll catch those, like those commonalities. Um, so it's pretty cool. I think that, um, I don't know. It's, it, it's fairly, the, the device itself doesn't cost anything. It's like the subscription. I want to say it's probably it's like cheap. 250 bucks a year or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you just wear it. You have to charge it up, but it's, you know, tracking heart rate and your sleep and breathing rates and body temperature. It's doing like all kinds of different things there. Um, so that's pretty you cool. You never have to take it off. You never, it, no, it charges no, the way it charges, the battery actually, you charge the huh. little battery pack and then you slip it on. Yeah. So um, that's probably the coolest thing that I'm working with right now. Weightlifting wise, Travis is familiar. I'm just doing the, like the Medi method, the, um, the strong lifts five by five. Um, it's, it's been around forever. Um, I used it in my military days um, when I was, I went from like a journey of fit and I went to like very unfit and now I'm, I'm going to be fit again. That's the, there's no compromise. It's going to happen. Um, so I'm like back in that same, um, I guess like back to stage one, I guess before I lost it all, but I had done this one. It's far from techie. I mean, it's just heavy weights, the same, it's very, uh, repetitive program. So, um, definitely not like a juggernaut thing. It's not using any real and anal- the only analytics behind it is, you're lifting five pounds more every time you do. I mean, that's the only real, the analytics is more weight. That's all we care about. So, um, yeah. So I got to go with the whoop if anyone's interested. Um, I'm not like a big wearable guy. So like everybody does the Apple watches and all the, I, I hate smart watches. I'm not into it, but this is kind of my compromise. At least it doesn't have a screen. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, it's all embedded in that. So you're not staring at it all the time. Um, What are you up? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I always say the most effective piece of fitness equipment is the barbell. It's the one most effective ever, ever created. Um, But I want to, I mean, if we're talking about nerding out, I I would have to piggyback on, on the, 
you know, your comments about the juggernaut AI, I think that we we talk a lot about in our industry, the democratization of data and the model and this and that, the other thing. I think that this, this tech explosion has um, democratized the, the coach. Um, I think that, mm. you know, I have paid for coaching in the past and, and they, and there's very good coaches out there, but um, they always hit some sort of capacity, right? They can only take on so many clients, even virtually um, that, which I was doing on early on. And, and I always had a, a mantra in the back of my head that said, um, the person that uh, has himself as a coach has an idiot for a coach. So, uh, you know, um, to, so that's what got me kind of down the, the juggernaut path. And, and there's a lot of them now. Um, I like the ones that have some intelligence built into them that are, um, they, they have you on a path and then they will adjust that path based on your actual performance. Um, I think, um, not, you know, I think what you're doing trend is great because of where you're at, but at a certain point, you're going to need something that, you know, you're going to hit a wall on that yeah. and that that needs to adjust to it. So it needs to have something more, a little more. You, mean you can't in it. just add 15 pounds to your squat every week forever. <laughs> I, I shared a video in the dork fit of a guy that, that he only tries to PR his he every day, every year on his birthday, he tries to PR. So he'll do one more pound of deadlift. And, and when you're 70 years old, adding a pound to your deadlift takes a lot of work. And that's kind of, that's my, long-term fitness goals to be able to keep doing something like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, awesome. I would say too, if, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to, if, if you've got a little bit of money, um, and you're looking to build out a home gym, you really have to look at the stuff by rogue fitness. Um, it's really good stuff. Um, they're very inventive in the way that they can give you a, you know, a full on, hardcore garage type gym that collapses up and fits and, and, and they have a lot of, and they, I mean, they have Atlas stones too, which are just badass. So, yeah. I mean, they, they have kind of run the gamut there. So a lot of their stuff is pretty cool. Do, right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cool. So Denise, techie. Techie. Um, you know, for me, it was just my Apple watch for a while. I'd use it to track, uh, just my heart rate really. And make sure I was right in the right range during my workouts and I wasn't slacking off for too long kind of thing. Um, but I do want to try the whoop. You guys have enticed me. So I think I might join that, that bus there. Um, and also because of you, Jonathan, you influenced me to use the alpha program to track my exercises. I've been appreciating that it's like incentive because I don't know. It, well, for one, I think it like has this, um, little attribute when you complete your program that like gives you stars and, and it's like a little congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the gamification, you know? right? That's a big deal. Yes, yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing I would love, I don't know if it exists yet, but something to measure your physical form, like when you're, when you're moving oh, and you're doing, yeah. so you're doing like a deadlift, like I, you know, my hip could be um, a little off and you're doing that for a whole year and then you just screwed everything up. This has like you gotta laser work. scanning written all over it. Somebody, uh, there, got, there are coaching like, yeah. programs out there that you can do that, that'll compare your videotape and stuff like that. But they're like specific They're I think they're pretty pricey. Um, I've seen, I've seen some, but a lot of it too is very human, like tracing the bar path in the video and everything like that. But they, they do have some of that stuff. I, I haven't looked at it in a while, but nothing like you, on your phone automatically. If yeah, you're ever at a trade show, go check out Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Tools and their ergonomic design of tools is pretty, mm -hmm. pretty damn impressive. They have, mm -hmm. they have some stuff that should be there. But there's got to be some kind of video evidence you know that you can give along with data to a yeah. coach i don't know you know because like in the um in the motorsport world like you know we would go out and lap and like we have the data logger in the car right so it's tracking what gear you're in what for, when you're on the throttle when you're on the brake all of that stuff and your speeds and then the video in the car shows the road in your hands right so then we pull all that out and it's data. So it's got the real time car data with the video. And then you give it to a coach and they, you know, Denise, you're making me you think like, about it too. And in, in what, what Trent just said, there used to be, I'd have to dig in. There used to be a collar for a barbell that you could put on that would track the path and the motion there. I don't know whatever happened to that. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of people that were tinkering with that kind of stuff. And I know on and, juggernaut, 
you can send in your video. Mm-hmm. Have you done that, Trent? Because I did that a lot. Um, my wife's really good at helping me with form, but yeah. on Juggernaut, there's a little upload. You upload your yeah. video, and you'll get about 50 responses on your 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 um your you get trolled yeah. you get <laughs> there, there's some like, trolls. Just a little bit, little bit, little bit man just a little bit you should quit everything you suck man. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. i'll throw out i'll throw out two more quick things they're they're kind of techie that that i i am enjoying and i'm and i'm dabbling with i did buy uh, you know relatively cheap off of amazon uh, uh infrared sauna um mm. it's not it's not your 190 degree you know sweat box but um it it the ambient temperature gets up to 120, but since it's infrared, like I'm, I'm, I'm roasting pretty good. Um, I'm not going to spend the money on this, but there's a lot of cold plunges out there now um, that are in the the five to ten thousand dollar price range. Some of them actually swirl the water now to to help fight the thermal barrier that your body Jeez. puts up. Um, I think I I I had a an inflatable tub that no longer holds air. So I just bought another $60, $60 tub. Um, so I'll get back into my cold plunges. I'll report, be reporting those in the morning here pretty soon. Luckily I live in an area where the, um, the groundwater stays around 40 to 45 degrees year round. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not tough enough mentally yet to start adding ice to that for 40 to five degrees <laughs> is plenty cold. <laughs> So, yeah, I was going to say, just go outside around here. <laughs> Jeez. Apparently there's a, a bunch of cognitive benefits to the cold plunge. Oh, yeah. I, I can yeah. tell you, um, I mean, I still drink my coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I, st- I drink my coffee in the morning, but the days I cold plunge, I feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like it's, it's a lot like you hear about running. Like I absolutely hate doing it, but afterwards I feel better. I'm glad I did it. I think I think I'm allergic to the cold. I, I appreciate my wife has the said benefits. the same thing. You live in yeah. San Diego. I'm all for oh, the I saunas. Mean, yeah. Put me in a sauna. I got you know get my lymphs going and my energy and detox. It's epic. Put me in a cold situation. I tried to do a cold plunge recently in Mammoth. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It hurt everything in my body. <laughs> Not for me. I I think anybody who can do that, awesome though. I'll put that up. <laughs> Well, can I, I, think, I want to throw one more. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say one more techie sort of thing that I can't live yeah. without because of bodybuilding. Uh, massage guns. Do those count? Yeah. Oh, those for sure. Those, count. those are great. Those are great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Those. Yeah. Just life, life changing. I feel like for me. Yeah, I think that they are, and and, and life changing. I think that um, you know, as we're trying to to bring this thing in for a landing, like I think that. Um, People do need to realize that that you need to change your life. Um, balance, 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 right, Denise? Balance, balance, balance. Um, yep. And and that you know all things in moderation, including moderation. I say sometimes. So um, hopefully, um, some people out there kind of get inspired. Um, you know, we're not you know to to Jonathan's point, we don't want to call anybody out, but we're here for everybody that wants to listen. Um, I think that um, unless you unless you tell me otherwise, you know. If, if this is something that you'd like to start on your own personal journey, reach out to any of us. We're happy to share our stories e- even more. And um, I, you know, Jonathan, I, you know, I really appreciate you calling myself and, and Denise out as a coach. You know, I don't always intentionally do that, but I, um, yeah, I, I guess maybe it's the old boy scout in me. Like I, I just try to leave everything better than what I found it. So uh, um, hopefully that, that kind of keeps, keeps going. Um, uh, definitely my life has changed. Like I, I like, I, I think my wife has noticed it. Everybody's noticed. It. So I, I think what we're saying right now is that there is, there's life change, even for people. Like I started at 46. So that little excuse that you have of you're too old, if that's anywhere close to 40 or, or if you have kids, I got three. All right. So like kids and old and was completely out of shape. If you don't believe me, go watch videos of me and Josh bone. It's pretty embarrassing for me. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I think what I'd like to leave everybody with is, is just a real, a real consciousness of everybody that works for them. Um, so, you know, we're doing this and all of us are at a point in our career where I think that we've, um, we've, we've elevated ourselves. Um, but there are people working for you that don't feel they have the time to do this. They don't feel they, they can do this. Like I've had people ask me, should I keep my phone on during workouts, all of these things? 
take that idea that you know that health is good and and use it as management too and say, listen, I know this is good for you. I would like you to get up from the damn computer and away from this coordination for just an hour, go work out and then come back because I'm going to get better work out of you. Um, and that's totally greedy. And I just want better production numbers and more money, but you know, it will make you healthier too. And that's cool. <laughs> Trent, mm-hmm. any closing thoughts? I don't, uh, I, 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 I think I can hear my exit music playing. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. It's, uh, I, I, Denise, I think this has been fun. I've said all I need to say. Denise, anything in closing? Uh, just to follow up with you, with what you said, it's not, um, you know, for me too, same, you know, older started with the bodybuilding and really taking it seriously. And it's just, I didn't have the time. And then I realized that it's not that I didn't have the time. It's that I wasn't prioritizing it. Once yes. they're prioritizing like it, became part of my life. Um, but yeah, awesome conversation. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks for having, for being on with us and, and sharing your journey. Well, yeah. With that, um, I think we're at what I say 64. So that's the end of Dorkcast episode 64, Dork Fit. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Cool. We're done. So I guess this is this is my spider. It's a four-legged uh robot, and I'm trying to get it to carry the camera well, then it's not a spider fence well it's it's not a spider because i'm a cheapskate and didn't want to buy 24 servos it's half it's got, a spider it's half a spider it's got 12 servos it's it's my new best friend i need friends and i have to make them do you talk to it don't yeah a little bit not not like it doesn't answer i mean well, it hasn't yet. answered yet. yet well you can you can build let me that have in. my shot do, do right. I can. I can. We can put chatbot spider, on a spider. spider. <laughs> Dude, we can definitely put chatbot on the spider. That, that can be done. I know that can, we could do that through. Like, yeah, we should think about that. I got. I'm gonna grab a drink. I'll be right back. <laughs>